Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Supernatural, The Crossroads, The Winchesters Edition. I am your host, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me in studio today, we've got Ryan Denton. Sup. And Michael Flores. Hello. All right, guys. We are down to the last few episodes. This episode here, season one, episode 11, You've Got a Friend. Because if we said any more than that, it would be copyright infringement from Disney. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. We ended... The last episode with John covered in gore, having not really kind of sort of maimed somebody. We had the cops hot on his heels. His mom shocked by what he had seen. We had some real advancement, I, I feel, actually for his character and what the Acritus plans were overall. But in this episode here, we get a possibly a confirmation, I think all but a confirmation, that one of Ryan's theories was in fact true. Not just a pretty face. Is that ever a factor? It is. Okay. It is now. <laughs> so that's probably the biggest thing. I know. I'm Honestly, I was shocked that I was somewhat correct. Obviously, we don't know 100%, but I mean, it seems pretty. Well, let's, let's position this timeline so that everyone understands. Ryan was never correct in his theories <laughs> until season 12 through 15 <laughs> and the Winchesters, which should probably tell oh, you something. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> uh, he had good theories in season 10. I had some good ones in 10. Who was usually right prior to that? Me and Thomas. Eh. Yeah. No, the, go, the facts stand for themselves. God damn it. I don't know. I think the, the overall you quality guys are just using the explained. Chuck thing as like your overall, you're so amazing. When yes. Yeah. You, you mean the well thought out and th- aspect of the story that made sense over years? That really made sense when we got or, to the end. Or the horseshoe <laughs> throwing to the head that was the, le- you know what, I'm not going to go there. Anyway, <laughs> we have potentially though, Ryan has an actual concrete theory yep, that has been come mm-hmm. to light. And I've got more to add to it too <laughs> in this episode. We so. get essentially the biggest element is that the Akrita are scared of Dean and John both. Yes. Because of their connection. The mystery man, Dean Winchester, and the fact that they can't exactly say who he is, but it is heavily implied that he is not of this earth and therefore a threat to them. We have Latika's story, takes up a substantial amount of time here and gets fleshed out as to what her dark secret and past has hold been on, revealed. Me, hold on. Dark secret. Which we will get into as to whether or not what is put forward actually works. We have Wilcox's research is used a little bit to further flesh out the mythos, the the aspects of the Akrita we haven't quite delved into yet. And we have Mary, Millie, 
and Betty trying to save John from certain death with, at the hands of the Akrita. So imagine that foursome. I'm glad they put that to rest. The because Betty part. the Betty thing started to get a little annoying. Yeah. Because it was so obvious. I hate jealousy. Yeah. When you put that into TV shows, it feels dude. very immature. And yeah. just having her suddenly care. You broke up with the dude and sent him to war. Yeah. In hopes that he would be. But a, did she send him to war? She was hoping that <laughs> war. The draft. She was hoping that war fixed him. Would change him, yeah. First which, off, which does clearly war makes ever sense. fix anyone, I mean, especially the Vietnam War? Does I, that. Mike, I think there's clearly a documented history that those with a violent past who are troubled clearly did better after seeing the horrific actions Yeah, there's almost like there's Vietnam. a word for it. it. I forget what it's called. It starts with a P. I just want Betty to just chill. You had your chance, and now he switched up to some yeah. hotter chick. Yeah, he, he switched <laughs> from dark hair to blonde. He went from five Blond, to ten. Blondes have like more fun. Like, it ain't fun. no thing. Yeah, blondes <laughs> have more fun, and, you know. Mary was working in this episode. Something about the way her eyes and her makeup was. Is it the anger that they, dirty it's it for she you? she put her hair back in a ponytail. Is that what it was? No, it's, it's exactly this. It's the anger. She was angry the entire time, yeah, which for me, I'm like, like, this is one emotion. This is not working for me. But, of course, Mike's like, yeah, that's fucking working yeah, for me. Yeah, give me that angry face. I mm. liked her intensity in this episode. Yeah, it's because she, 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 they put her hair in a ponytail. You could see her facial features and her anger. They, and She activated her one emotion. Yep. Oh, come anger. on. She's pretty good. I don't have a problem. I don't think she's that bad. I don't think she's good. I can't help it. Really? I think think she has stoic. I think she is stoic and angry and half-hearted smile. So basically she's Sam from season one. But also look at Mary. Few seasons phoning it in. Mary Winchester was kind of like that in general though. Oh, that's true though. That's a good point. Look at the later seasons with Dab. She was. Are we really going to reference those as a highlight? Yes, because Mary Winchester was one of the better aspects of Dab's run. And Mary Winchester as a character isn't a happy-go-lucky, smile, let me show you my pearly whites type of person. She's very serious. It's true. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would. But she's also an adult at that point who's been through a lot of things. Well, this is, you see it here. She's been through a lot of things as, since she was a child. But yeah. shouldn't we have started more and seen some of that transition occur in this season? Uh, you or know in this what? Show? Any complaints you have are just are null wrong. and void okay. because she gets a hot pass. She gets a hot pass. She well, so gets start, a start hot. there next time. It's like time, a hot Mike. pass. She's, she gets a as hot a Rain pass. Man uh, uh, show official thing. Yeah. So she just started there. But where we will start is, I think, the most interesting aspect, which is Ryan's theory. Thank you. Go ahead and give me applause. Thank you. Was Ryan correct <sighs> I think in I thinking that this is, in fact, an alternate universe? Now, real quick, this episode was directed by Lisa Soper and written by Nicole Desperito. Uh, Despacito? Despacito. No, I'm just kind of making that up. <laughs> so was Ryan's theory proved here? We get the statement that... John has kind of figured out why the Akrita are after him, why they see him and his connection to Dean as such a threat, because, quote, nothing of this earth can harm the Akrita. Therefore, if Dean is a threat, that means he must not be part of this earth. Now, that's not quite a 1,000% confirmation, but I would say that is probably as close as we're going to get until it's just until it's spit revealed. in our face. Revealed. Yeah. Spelled I, out. I mean, I mean, I do like this line. That's good logic. Well, dude, it's syllogism. Yeah. It literally is yeah. a component of logic. So the way they, that's probably one of the best written lines but that's, of the entire show but, so far. But think about this. This is, that's John in a nutshell. That, that is John Winchester in a nutshell. So I will so, tell you this, dude. 
John in this episode was mm-hmm. awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. I one of the better parts of this episode. And that line is so John Winchester that it's not even funny. Yeah, I feel like as the season progresses, his characterization and his understanding of the it's character him. is it's getting a, better and better. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, and we mentioned this on the pre-show, I think his, his name's Drake Rogers, right? Yeah. He has tweeted via social media that, um, or posted via social media about him going back and watching the earlier run of Supernatural, the flagship show. And that says a lot about his character, meaning him as a person and what he feels will help his performance. And the fact that he's prioritizing a rewatch says a lot about his devotion and intent with the character that I feel goes over well with at least us in the studio as fans. Because that's what we always talk about. Show that you care. Go back and watch what was done and understand it. Study it. Examine it. It's right there for you to learn how to be the character you need to be. And then once you understand what makes that character work and who he is, then there's room for your own creative interpretations. But first you have to start from the foundation. And if you don't start from the foundation, how can you reinterpret anything? You can't interpret shit because you don't even know what you're trying to interpret. I would definitely say that, that so far this season, uh, John has been my favorite character. I feel like he's, he's very much uh, Drake has done a very, very good job of channeling what I would think a young Jeffrey Dean Morgan or, or a young John Winchester would be. And I, and of course that Winchester arrogance a bit, yeah, Yeah. just kind of the arrogance, but also I enjoyed this episode seeing kind of the badassery Mm -hmm. like him playing, you know, kind of the badass, you know, when he gets captured and everything, I dug that. I was like, Mm -hmm. that's John Winchester. I just, I just liked, it's not just the anger, the violence. He's a violent guy. It's like, this was the, intelligence that we would see from John putting rosary beads in the water tower and planning ahead, like him figuring out that this is why the Akrita are after him. Like I liked that little bit. I enjoy shockingly. I know to most listeners when our characters are intelligent and they use logic to to fight out their battles. It's not just a punch them up. So uh, just basically piggybacking off the fact that I'm amazing and called Uh this. Sure. Um, I want to kind of talk about. Well, let's let's it, let's set make this you proud up. Hold that on, you hold nailed on. the Winchester. So, let's let's set this up for you, Ryan. <laughs> so with that, I aced that fifth grade test at the age of thirty-five. Hey, whatever, man. He's at least, like, at least it's an he's like Billy Madison. <laughs> like, what's that? What's the movie where he goes back to school? Billy Madison. Is it Billy Madison? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's you. <laughs> no, so let's I'm cool with that. Let's dude. reframe this a I little a win. bit because this will be a big part of our show. So at this point, the questions, in my opinion, yes. become a little more clear. So ask the so questions, and I'm going to why answer. is <laughs> Dean just... doing this? Okay, if if we are to believe yes. that this is Dean this Winchester is our Dean, yes. is our dean yep. from the let's just call it the Prime Universe. Yeah. Okay, Supernatural Prime. Okay. Why is he doing this? Okay, so I thought about this, and I knew this was going to be a question we'd ask. And I sat and thought and thought and thought in our run of Supernatural, season one through 15. Well, we're, we obviously, we have, to, we have to include 14 and 15. Yeah. But in our run, we saw this timeline, okay? Mm-hmm. And we saw all these, air quotes, things happen. My thought process in this is, why would Dean want to go back in time and try to fix and move things around? In and, another universe. In another universe. So part of me thinks... 
and I, and this is going to sound a little shallow, mm-hmm. but part of me thinks that by going back in time and doing this in another universe, he almost wants to see how that affects the future with him and Sam and uh, with Sam. And I think about it too, and it sounds a little shallow because it's almost like giving playing a version of himself a I, different I, I, chance. Okay. And I think when, the reason I say that is when you go back and look at some of these episodes where Dean, um, you know, the gin episode where he gets everything he ever wanted and you see that whole episode play out where, you know, nothing changed. So I think what this is, is him going back in time into another universe and playing with, you know, the, the, the past to see how it progresses the future. And I think what it also does. So you think he's playing God? A little bit. Yes. A a little shallow. I get it a little shallow, but I also think what it does is it by doing that, it also retcons everything that happens after a certain point because the butterfly effect, he changes something. Causality. Mm -hmm. Causality. He's going to change something going forward. Okay. So, but why? Just simply, he would like that's that's the question. Where are you saying this? What time period would he have done this? He's just saying any universe. In in the universe. Yeah. I'm just saying in the universe in in general. So So I do like that idea. It would need to be, I think that's a good idea for a story story. premise, but then you'd have to flesh it out. So I I don't disagree necessarily. There just needs to be a little more substance to to make that theory. There you go. This this would have to take place post season 13. I would agree. We are assuming that this is an altered universe, okay? Right. Now, not of this world could also mean what I said as a joke. Is this could be Ghost Dean. Yes. I doubt, I, I severely I doubt that though, because I, I, severely, <laughs> I, I severely doubt He's that. He's hanging though. out with his mom making pottery. Stupid. Creepy, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Well, Whippy Goldberg is, shows yeah. up. Uh, Whippy no. Goldberg made out with Demi Moore in that movie. I'm, you I, know? I, 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 de- I definitely disagree with that because, and just because of the fact that baby's in that photo. Oh, baby. So I, I definitely, I don't see Ghost Dean driving around the fucking Impala. Ghost Impala. Ghost Impala. Ghost Impala. Ghost Impala. <laughs> stupid. I, we've I, seen, I, we've seen ghosts possess vehicles before. Shut up, Mike, that. stop. Yeah, this is true. Also, ghosts can't get t- t- pictures taken actually, of them, but whatever. Sam couldn't actually become corporeal in the world. So he actually possessed the car. So he's the car. Yeah. <laughs> so they, it's got black. Like a it's right got black. It's, <laughs> Just like the Hello, episode. Hello, Dean. <laughs> My God. The car chooses the music. The driver shuts his pie hole. No, I, okay. So I think that brings my, all kinds of bad implications. Yeah. I, I think for me, like I'm okay with, with the theory of, of this being Dean going back, but I need to know why I think. And that's something obviously that they, I hope to fucking God, they flesh out because the show's going to get canceled, but I want to know after the first season. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, I, I, I want to see. Okay. Hold on that. Now I, I do like the next question you ask. Okay, hold and on. I, about, I, yeah, I want, I want to get into that in a second. Too. Yes. So what questions? Before we get into the next topic, because yes. I want to yes. go through that on go ahead, my own Ask here. away. I'll, I'll see if I can come up with something. That's not terrible. Go well, ahead. Hold on. Why are, are we assuming or are we certain that this is prime Dean? See, see, that's the thing you have. That's the other thing you have to think of. We don't know a couple different things. Here's why? a couple questions I have. Because of all the blatant and universe retcons. Here's some of the things I, some of the questions I have. One, is this our prime Dean? I'd say two, it not being prime Dean would make the retcons and all the other stuff make more sense. Two, if it is prime, why Dean, that doesn't make because sense. Because if, if, he's he's in, if this is another universe, then the retcons they're doing doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Exactly. So, okay. What are you saying then? 
if this is prime our universe Dean, it had to take place after the halfway point of season 13 and before his death at the end of season 15. Presumably, lest it be a fucking ghost, right? <laughs> at this time... I swear to God, fucking God, if it's a ghost. Dude, Robbie Thompson's listening. He's like, fuck, it's a ghost. <laughs> they got it. They got it. It's a horrible idea. Fuck, I should have done this. I should have took Ryan's fucking idea. At this time, that timeline is pretty condensed between Dean getting taken over by Michael... His True. Jack's death at 14 and then the all out we've seen pretty much every day until his death in season 15. So that would be what? This is the gap between there's not a lot of this time. This is the, the time and if, frame between if it is, I, isn't there a lot of time that a, went by after defeating Chuck? There's presumably months, a year, however long yeah. between defeat of Chuck and the final episode. Until that one final day. So if day. that falls into that place, perhaps that's the case. But Ooh. they know that Chuck has erased the universes up until that last one. Right. So here's the other so thing. So if he's traveled to another universe, this has to be before Chuck's revealed himself. Or after. Or after they've but, taken Chuck out. But they Chuck erased a lot of the universe. Yeah, but Jack, so is this one of Jack, Jack's created yes, Jack ones? Jack rec recreates them. I think it was heavily implied or, that Jack kind of yes, reset everything. That, reset. Or what I'm saying is, or if this is a Dean in a completely different universe that doesn't touch ours, him going back and trying to help his family and set up something here, not knowing the greater scheme that Chuck is a dick and all of the things you do are completely meaningless, has more logic for him to put the effort in so you're thinking that dean is this dean is not this our is dean. dean two okay and but the universe we're in <laughs> is universe two is not our universe either so Correct. none of it's connected uh, see, to I see our just, universe I, don't and I would you're, say that it is easier for them to come up with some way, no way. to where none of it matters nope. we they, can reset whatever if it's completely not related here's my theory Here's my theory. You just had one. No, yeah, but I'm 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 going. I'm, I'm basically this is the writing room. I'm Let the man work. It. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Let me do this. I'm he's, never he's right. Channeling I'm the never right. At least let me have this for once in my lifetime. <laughs> the creative juices are flowing. In the last ten years, I've never had anything like this. So, <laughs> I what if what if this dean is our prime dean? Okay, it's after fifteen. Before Jack, he dies. Before he dies. Right. Jack has created. Recreated all the universes. Okay. So he, but the reason he's able to go back and change things is because Chuck's not around anymore to fuck with him because okay. Chuck would stop him from doing that. Correct? Right. Okay. So the other thing that I'm thinking is that by doing this, it's a way for them to retcon those, those situations that have happened. And I agree. I don't think I don't retcon which his death possibly again, that, 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 that by going back and changing the timeline, you could change a lot, a lot. But you can't go back enough to where Chuck's still in power. Correct. But but Chuck, so but you have to remember, Chuck is omnipotent and all at anywhere at all times. Right. In a timeline. So if Chuck is gone in season 15, he's gone if he goes back in time. That's my logic. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't think it works that way. I think it does. I think it does. If he's omnipotent to that level, but linear time doesn't affect him. Because the thing is, everything from Supernatural shows that time is linear and he is aware of it. The only time he, he could not he see. He would know the future. The only time he could not see two steps ahead of himself was when. Dad was writing him. <laughs> was when <laughs> Sam and Dean. Yep. Became. Aware of the narrative. Yes. When they became intertwined into this grand puppetry. 
And he realized that they don't necessarily adhere to his story, that right. they are able to break the mold free will. For, for whatever reason, which we attribute to free will. So I'm that, saying that could you, be the you, case, but also I, you have to remember that he also, he's able to see everything. That's always I been clear, where you're going, except Thomas. when Jack, when Jack was brought in, that's the whole thing that turned him into this villain that made right. him reveal yep. himself is because Jack but was a I'm wild saying, card. Which is fine, but what I'm saying is if he... When he loses his power at the end of 15, therefore no longer exists in any timeline, that would fuck up all of the existing show, would it? Yes, because he don't had know to how exist in season we five. We don't know how God works 100%, though. And then it falls apart. Yeah, it, there, yeah. Are, there are paradox loops, like we discussed a couple times, that would justify mm -hmm. God's non-existence. Yes. But they would really have to dig uh, into that, the only and this is that, not that, that type Chuck of show. losing power... And Jack remains in power and it doesn't fall apart is if time is linear because then he would have not known what Fair. happened until Fair. that moment. Fair. And then otherwise, if he had been everywhere and known everything, he'd have known there's an end point for me and I'm going to stop that. But did he know the end point? Because Jack is the reason why he couldn't. But I'm saying things. if he, oh, that only makes sense if he's all time everywhere. If time is linear, then he wouldn't know what happens because of Jack and all of that stuff. And therefore going back. It, there's a loop here, and I think I think the the, the hard question here is I, one. I see where you're going, Thomas. Yeah. One. I don't think this dean is not our prime one dean. There's no reason to even. It's, like, it's too convoluted. It's too convoluted. Yeah. I think two. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> or and two. Obviously, they're going to tell us why he's there. They have. Yeah, to. they have to. So I, I think. I think the thing that really bugs me, and I, I mean, I knew this was coming when they showed Dean in the first place. They are fucking milking. Him showing up and it's like it's season you're seven you're dangling it you're dangling it over us mm -hmm. and we're like fuck just show up already dude like i thought just for whip sure, it out. just whip it yeah, out just whip it out dude like i thought for sure this episode he'd show up at the end at some point no, I, like, well, or, what did i say what did i say i know season I know. finale final shot I, dean shows up i thought them driving better down save the road, everybody like a boss I, I thought them driving down the road the impala would pull up behind them and follow them that's mm -hmm. what i thought i, I no. just got goosebumps thinking about it because that would have been cool five uh, bucks to both you know what i thought dean's I, the last shot i thought dean would show up and help mary break john out I could have swore that was going to happen. That would have made sense. That would have been amazing. That would have been, been cool. cool. I'd have been into that. Rather than the really kind of lame ass jailbreak they the, had. The big questions that I have with Dean and why he's there is one, why a hundred percent why he's there, but I need to know when this Dean is. And I think I asked that after the first episode when he started narrating, we, we, I'm like, we, when yeah, did we Dean did. have time to do all this? So I definitely want to know where this is in in supernatural because it has to be within season one through 15 unless this is all in his fucking head this is and if this is our dean it has to be between the end of chuck and before his death or it's not it's not our yeah. dean and it's a different one who has a different timeline who's trying to fix things that's not connected to ours yeah. and simply by the fact that the canon is all fucky wucky that's anyway why sam's not that's there. why his it's version fine of sam's to do dead. whatever they want Right? Essentially, his version of Sam's dead. Maybe, maybe he went back to save his Sam, and it starts his, with the Akrita. Or maybe his Sam is a woman, and she's at home. And there's going to be incest finally, right? Oh, that's what the fans want on the internet. It's straight incest. So that's not fun. It's, yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not fun. Dude. <laughs> that's just Game of Thrones level. That's boring. Yeah, We've that's been there. boring. We've seen that. <laughs> I have an idea that's far less convoluted. Okay. It's a little more okay. simple. It's All also right. based on things we've seen. I think this is is the apocalypse world. 
prior to the apocalypse. Oh, oh. Like, okay, Whoa, for example, Sam and Dean already, that. we clearly understand what happened in that world. Yeah. Bobby made it clear. Sam and we Dean know, died. according to fake Bobby, that at one point Mary knew and possibly even dated a John Winchester, but it didn't last. And I believe he was Sam killed, Dean, right? Is what Bobby had said. He was killed. Is Dean, for whatever reason, then attempting to fix the events in that world? Now, which ask- would also help whatever they're trying to do in their world. Because if you remember, the apocalypse world drained a lot of the resources. It changed a lot of things that would actually happen in their world. Well, eventually. that's where Michael came. You had from. Michael come back into their universe. You retcon all that. Yeah. Hypothetically, if you remove Michael, then a lot of things don't happen. It also makes sense why we don't know about Carlos and Latika. Mm-hmm. And we don't know anything about the Akrita. And I think... Because if Dean... Think about this. If Dean went back in time in our prime world, right. it never would have made sense. As no, soon as correct. they said in the last episode yeah. that he is putting together a team, when they said that, that would, that would have changed because yeah. of what you mentioned, causality. It would have changed the flow of time completely. Mm-hmm, yeah. When you just move a can over to the left or to the right, it will change the future. So bringing together a team in that way, even handing a note to his father, essentially changing the timeline, it's going to completely unravel. So that being said, the moment that was shared with us, I had a feeling that this was not our universe whatsoever. There had to be another universe because it's just too but risky. But Apocalypse Universe makes sense. Apocalypse Universe makes sense because perhaps he's trying to save that world for whatever reason. I was going to say, that's the, my question then is, let's say it's our Dean and he does try to save Apocalypse World. My question primarily would be, why? To what point or purpose? And that's something that maybe it's as simple as doing sure. right by Mary, because but Mary what? was invested in that universe. Jack was invested in that universe. Perhaps but there you is... also have to remember that changes a lot in season 13, 14, and maybe 15. that's the point yeah. because they go back and forth a lot there. Maybe that's the point. That would be cool. I would be into that. But the but again, the question then becomes: if he does go back to change things in the apocalypse world. In the past, Chuck would know about it. Look, Thomas, don't don't question this because this is how we're going to get a new because his attention isn't necessarily on that universe. He may Mm. be everywhere. Potentially, you're right because Michael said that he had tried to find him and he had fucked off to other worlds. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't question it because what this does is basically retcons 13, 14, and 15, and then we can go back and redo them. Okay, I could get behind that, dude. I that's actually kind of a cool theory. Now, theories aside. As it pertains to in-universe canon, this fixes the obvious neglect. And incorrect. <laughs> when it comes to the established Lord. canon. That's true. But does it make us feel better as viewers? Or does it simply look at look like they're trying to make lazy decisions that doesn't, that doesn't require them to do hard work? I think I will give this a pass. Okay. I will give it a pass if they explain it correctly. They explain it to a point where it, like like you said, it, it kind of changes canon because we don't know much about Apocalypse Universe except for when it was all fucked up. So if they're able to change and explain it correctly, I'll give it a pass. And I think I would say that you guys probably would too if it's done right. <clears throat> so like one of the things that we're, we're, we're so stickler about Prime, let's just call it Supernatural Prime Universe, mm-hmm. We're so stickler about our canon in that one, but if this turns out to be, let's say, Prime 2 or whatever the fuck you want to call it, 
then I'm okay with it. And we already know that every world is slightly different. It's a little different. Yeah. I God had said as much that he was kind of experimenting. Yeah. Mike, what was that movie you and I reviewed not too long ago? The horror thriller with the woman and the guy across the street staring through the window. The Watcher. The Watcher. Was that it? I believe so. I would say my sentiment for this is similar to my sentiment with the watcher in that review. I said, it's better to take a simple idea and nail it than do it a complex idea and fuck it up. The simple lazy quote, easy route is this is a completely different universe and they can nail that. I'd rather that be the case because I don't trust them to do complex. at this point to yeah. do a complex interwoven Bioshock infinite times level or, or even back to the future level, it all fits itself back into place by the yeah. end. I'd rather it simply be, here's another universe because that will even let me as a hardcore fan say, you know what? Fine. This is how ghosts work. Now this is how vampires work now. Right. Different, Fuck different it. universe. I can accept yeah. more of <laughs> that. The demons are defeated by squirt guns and bullets are illegal in every state. Why Latika? I can accept <laughs> Why that. Latika and Carlos are uh, present. Far more than just the mind-bending, now, you know, the limbo bullshit that I have to do otherwise to balance on this type road of believability, I don't have to do anymore. I can just say, fuck it, yeah, this is a weird-ass universe in which everything so, we've seen makes sense. I hate to be Debbie Downer, but you guys do know that everything we're coming up with isn't going to be incorrect. Yes. They're going to do the, they're going to do the, <laughs> well, this is, yes, I agree that we're probably not hitting anything correctly yeah, here on right. the head here, but I, but, we, but, we, but we are, but we are in another universe that much I feel is pretty clear. And I, again, I, I can accept a lot more. Yes. If that's the case. Well, now, originally I, I said that was a horrible idea and it, I don't, I don't like that idea. I still don't like that but idea. Be, neither do I, but because but the there smart. are a lot of writing inconsistencies at this point, I'd rather it be. And other, I'd rather it be a simple idea done correct than a complex idea fucked up. And that's where I have, I like to, that I have quote. to stand I like, on that I now. like that Thomas, that works. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard <laughs> to say that, but that works. Like I get it, dude. Again, like, I don't know, I, man. Yeah. I, I think the thing, here's what bums me out, is that this idea done correctly is actually kind of rad. And I think what bums me out about it is the fact that it is kind of rad. Because if it was done properly and, and, and written correctly, all three of us would be sitting in here jazzed out of our minds. And I think so far, it's been mediocre at best. And I think that's what bums me out because if, if we would have done something like this, let's just say we did this story right after season eight, we'd be in here just rock hard thinking <laughs> about this. Like it, seriously, <laughs> am I wrong? Am I wrong? Right. And I think that's what bums me out about this is that the idea behind this is super cool and being able to, and if Mike, if you're right, if it is the apocalypse world, fuck, that's super dope. See, I feel like the, I feel like knowing Dean and how sentimental he had become, especially towards the end and his view of responsibility that he had over the people that he was, um, that he cared for, that he cared for and the people that they brought over from the yeah. apocalypse world. And the fact yeah. that they all ended up dying under their watch mm -hmm. anyways, perhaps there is a narrative reason for him to want to go back to at least yeah. fix their world. And if this was done after they defeated Chuck, 
why wouldn't he go back yeah. and try to fix a world that they kind of just left on their up. own? They, they fucked up. Yeah. I do wonder, and this is just me nerding out for a moment. I wonder how powerful the Akrita would be by comparison to the angels in the apocalypse world. Because the angels oh, of the apocalypse world were far more powerful than prime universe that had been established. Yeah. So, and the angels are the ones that are just like fucking everything up royal. I wonder if the Akrita, if um, this is going with that theory that this is the same universe, would they pose a threat? Do they even know the angels exist? Or like in Prime, are angels thought to be fictional? You know? Well, it it could be interesting. It it does fix a lot of things, especially when you look at the apocalypse world. Look at the apocalypse world and how the vampires were front and center. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now suddenly we have in the Winchesters, we have vampires vampires that are very different than the vampires we've seen. They have teeth marks. They uh, or they have bite marks that they leave that you can apparently decipher and read. They have clans and different cults. Yeah. So that's something different. We didn't have cults. We had nests. So now these vampires were specifically said to be a part of some blood cult. Very different way of interpreting the vampires that works if you are doing something completely different. Look, like I said, I give it, I give it a total pass, and it all makes sense if that's what we're going for, if that's where we're at. But again, man, I'm gonna be, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I think, I think they're gonna, it's gonna be a dumber explanation. I, I really do. I, I think it's going to be some kind of weird, dumb explanation. And I, 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 but what's the point, though? I, exactly. Do you think there's going to be a point to it? Do you think it's about just simply creating more stories that people are interested in, potentially? Or do you think it's about correcting and rectifying mistakes in the original Supernatural? You, you want to know what it's about? It's about the fact that they uh, just wanted to bring Jensen back into the show. And not, I, 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 not hold themselves accountable. Yes. I what hate, I came hate to before. Say, yeah. I hate to say that. Spaceballs two, the search for more money. Exactly, dude. I, I think that's what it is. So your pessimistic view is that that's my pessimistic view. My, yeah. my, my, what your idea is absolutely like, dude, as I sit here and I think more about it, your idea is rad. And I would be like, holy shit. I would watch the fuck out of this. And it would be cool because it, I'd it, be a lot more invested. It'd be, it gives Dean a, a, a reason to go back. And it would be cool. And I think the the problem here is that I'm being pessimistic because I've been let down before. Oh, I understand. I yeah. mean, and, because and you're not going to be wrong. No, no, I know. <laughs> and it's, it's, it sucks. And I, it's like, yeah, I would say that like, if, if Mike's idea mixed with yours, you know, the two are correct. And this is apocalypse world that we're trying to rewrite the course of that history. Yeah. I would be far more invested knowing who might show up what the oh, ultimate end step yeah, would be that we're point. trying to avoid. It would almost be like rewatching seasons four and five where they're like, we're trying to stop the apocalypse, but knowing what that's going to knowing, look like, knowing what it looks like, who's yeah. going to die and what that will cost. I'd have a lot more vested interest in this universe yeah. and their ultimate outcome rather than what I currently have, because so much of it had felt like, well, it's flippant and we're just doing whatever we want with no, rhyme or reason this would uh, f- would fix so many mistakes the the henry winchester aspect the fact yeah. that he's a ghost even though he's supposed to be missing at this time period right. because he's literally traveling traveling in time S- samuel campbell's he's, a different person he's essentially yeah. ripped from the timeline so yeah Fuck, you're right yeah it, it would it would fix a lot of problems i'm getting my so hopes far. up and i know what's gonna happen 
They're going to rip my fucking heart out. The writers are like, wait, what problems are they talking about? Write down about? notes. God damn it. Listen to them and there, write it down. There's problems. Dude, dude there I'm, problems? I just, dude, we've done this before. We did I this know. in season 14, 15. We, we speculated and came up with these really fantastical, awesome, yeah. cool ideas. And then they ripped our fucking hearts out by giving us bullshit. So I'm preparing myself right now. Remember how many theories we had about Nick, the vessel for Lucifer coming back only for it to mean nothing and him to die? Fucking what? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think here's at least we have potential. At least it has promise, right? Between these theories and what could be done, it really will come down to what the next two episodes have and where it leaves us. And the ultimate question, does it get renewed? But at least there is some promise and it's a route that we can see that would solve a lot of problems. If nothing yeah. else. Yeah, man. I, I sit here and think about your theory, Mike, and I'm just like, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, you and me both. You want to do a seance after this, see if we can figure it out, <laughs> wish it into fucking existence? All right, so the other, moving on to the next major element, perhaps, of the story, which took oh, the yeah. most, major. the second amount of, largest amount of screen time, was Latika's background. We get her story fleshed out. <laughs> Not even a chance to get it out there. Just starts laughing. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. This whole segment. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold so on. Ridiculous. Put it back in your pants, I Ryan. I can't, dude. I can't. Latika's story. <laughs> <laughs> Just please go through All right. Comment. So we get her passivity explained within the narrative. Although I got to admit, the setup of this felt... This again, Nicole Desperito is a first time writer Jesus again Christ. for this episode, which I think with Maggie's bracelet it's makes obvious. that obvious. Yeah. Oh, I just happen to remember after years of painful moments when we could have solved a lot of things with this and hunted literally anybody because I would have pointed out monsters and no one ever thought to use it that Maggie had this MacGuffin bracelet. That she told literally no one but me about. And also who hides rat poison boxes in the, Next to the, the same food? box where you get food. Who likes Pop-Tarts that much? I do. Fuck you. Wildberry Pop-Tarts. Look, dude, I, Wildberry Pop-Tarts slap. I That's love Pop-Tarts. Oh, fuck, I love Wildberry Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Anyway, the, this, the MacGuffin bracelet, <laughs> that was just <laughs> There stupid, were cool I elements. I think the execution of the bracelet was pretty cool. Okay. With no, the, the monster was cool. The shadow, the shadow crawling monster. across the floor. Yeah, that was really cool. And how that it was snatched awesome. them. Through I, the wall. Visually, that was Loved awesome. That. Probably one of the best things they've done visually and yes. creatively since the, the beginning of the show. So all of that was good. But once again, it goes back to the execution of the actual writing itself. The, you're right. The, the bracelet is... Not just a MacGuffin. It's something they pulled out of their asshole. Literally out of their ass. Right out of their bum Why hole. was this not something that they have been using the entire season and that Latika mysteriously refused to wear? Wouldn't that have made a lot more questions about who she is and loyalties and things that we would have been interested in, a.k.a. conflict between her and the rest? If she's going to be passive on the battlefield, she could at least point out who the hell's evil, right? Yes, the bracelet was pulled out of their ass, but... If this was the first time they were going to use it to explore stories pertaining to Maggie, then retrospectively, I'd also be okay with that because this would be essentially a narrative plan. Made it clear that Maggie has secrets. Okay, if so, will it play into the bigger story or was it simply a way to 
introduce this MacGuffin. It was simply a way to introduce the MacGuffin, I feel, because if this had been, and you know what would have made it different? If Latika also didn't know, and they happened to find the bracelet, because then they would have been like, what the hell is this? Why As they were looking have such a thing? Why, what is this? Why was she hiding this from the family? What other secrets did Maggie have that we're not aware of? Let's put it on and find out as we read the lore. Or it just attaches to somebody. You know, a la The Mummy Returns, Scorpion. God dang it, I was going to make that joke, you <laughs> son of a bitch. And now we have to find out because now there's a timer. And it's taking us away from our trying to, to save John. Before it exactly. Kills like, that would have been more of a... Okay, Maggie's got more levels of depth to her, and we don't know everything. This is interesting. Instead, it's just, oh, I forgot. I have a gun <laughs> like in the entire situation that could blow away the problem in front of them. That is where that feels just a completely amateur setup. Dude, and I again, this is where I, I, I got it. I'm not giving the writer so much crap. This is where I got to say, Robbie Thompson, where were you a showrunner, man? Where were you helping out and saying this needs a rewrite? Where were you saying this needs to be in episode three or four or five or six before it shows up in 11? Well, the whole Latika story. The, first off, I was, I know, Ryan, you think it's funny. Hold on. <laughs> we'll get to it in a second. At first, I was very happy that they're trying to give us something they're trying to build out Latika's story right. to justify or at least flush out the passivity. We have asked for more on that. We've said it yes. numerous times now. So the idea, the framing thoughts of that worked for me. But the story and what they gave us doesn't actually make sense. The idea that Latika has a dark secret is cool. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was going to be a great way to really open the door on Humanizer, this character. Humanizer, really give her some depth. Yes. Yes. And that her, turned out by an act of violence, she did something terrible. And it's it they missed the mark, I, I feel. I don't completely. understand what her secret is. Her dark secret is what? Her dark secret is that her father did something. Correct. She didn't do anything. No. She blames herself for inciting the incident that caused her father to be a manslaughterer. The reason that this has absolutely no fucking weight whatsoever. That's the word I was looking for. It has no fucking yeah. weight is because what it should have been is that she fucked up and accidentally or somehow locked her, her actions should have been the, the one, one that killed that the killed girl. The, yeah. Then it would have made sense for it to be her dark secret. Or if but, her violence she killed her father accidentally yeah. hit him and with the lantern and killed the him. family because that's why she pretends that they're dead or let's reverse it imagine let's go back let's say her father did exactly as it has been set out uh -huh. that her father did lock the housekeeper up and yep. she died so latika goes back in her anger and, and then kills her throws that lantern at her father's head and, kills and bursts into flames through manslaughter i thought when she took the lantern dude he was gonna catch fire and she incinerated in a horrific death killed her father accidentally or yeah. something goes right back to what you've been saying all season that there's this new thing going on within certain writing circles where they're afraid to muddy the image of their protagonists. We cannot have protagonists that are flawed. We cannot have them. We cannot show anybody other than white males as ones who are flawed, give in to base instincts, make mistakes, or are envious, greedy, jealous, prideful, any of the seven deadly sins. 
our main characters Sloth. have to be perfect, infallible, and true good. The fact that they, Carlos, says not only once but twice, and not just to Latika, but other people are saying it to other characters, you did nothing wrong, perpetuates this idea that our characters are infallible. They've always made the right decisions. They don't have to Everything overcome. Ever done is they don't have to yeah. overcome anything. The world must change to their to realize their true inner goodness rather than they have to overcome their demons. It's exactly why John is the most captivating character of this show because, of the, because he's yeah. the only flawed individual. Arguably, other than maybe Mary, she's got some problems too, but they're I, never presented so much as problems as they are the fallacies and flaws of her parents and how they raised her. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Going into this scene, I thought, all right, cool. We're gonna get some background on her. It, we're gonna understand why she is the way that she is. And I thought like an act of violence that then destroyed yeah. her family because she tried to go after her dad out of anger. I that even, would have been crazy. It even brought back the fact, I was like, oh man, okay, she she tells everyone her parents are dead. We clearly know they're alive. I thought we were going to get some kind of crazy, you know, reveal. And instead we got basically a half-assed story how she's not really even involved. She feels like she is, but she isn't. You've got Carlos there who's crying. And and, and honestly, I'm not going to lie, his his part in that scene was actually pretty his, good. His, I, his reaction was good. I, I, I felt like he really gave a shit, which was what I needed to feel, right? But the thing is that bugged me about this whole scene. One, obviously the story was stupid. There's no reason that should be her dark secret. It's Two, not her fault. It's a bit I, of a reach. It's not a reach. A secret. Also, compare that to Bobby shooting his own dad. Yeah, exactly. To protect his mom. Come on. Dude, also... The acting, her acting, not very good. I watched that scene. I watched it twice. I, I, She's not good, though. No. It's just an observation of talent when it comes to acting. That's what we do on the show. And she's. I've never thought she was that good. I just, we haven't been really given enough scenes to. Yeah, this was a focus on her. This was, yeah, I just, I didn't, I was laughing. Yeah. I was same. not invested in her emotion. I literally laughed out loud when she said the housekeeper froze to death. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was like. Where is she from? Is it London or is it India? Ooh, I have no racist. idea, actually. Well, no, because there's accents to Because both. who lives in a room that looks like a dungeon? Well, that's the thing. The, the architecture looked very much that's like it was right from. Now. What are you talking about? It looks like a Victorian era dungeon. The, the, the architecture to me, like the window looked something out of India. But the problem is that doesn't get that cold there. London <laughs> does. But what fucking... What are you, a, a day meteorologist after, now, Thomas? day after tomorrow kind of calamity happened to where she'd be dead You're from also, one night. Thomas, thinking of the India of our prime universe. Okay. Oh, my God. Now we're getting convoluted. It's, it's the, Listen, she's from the, the mountains the of Nepal. The best thing that Robbie Thompson could have done for his shitty writers was create loopholes for nothing to make sense because they're in another universe. Gravity doesn't work like that. Yes, not in your universe. <laughs> Stupid. But that's the thing, dude. The, the fact that Latika's family was ashamed that she hit her dad, that's that. I'm sorry. That's low conflict kids' gloves. That should have been she, in a fit of rage to defend her real mother, killed her father, and it broke her family and caused one act of violence that she did caused so much irreparable pain and guilt that she vowed to never pull a weapon on anybody or anything ever again would have had the teeth necessary to make this 
hit and have, as Ryan said, any sort of emotional weight. Instead, do you it's think there's any nobody but one person is it one person's hurt by the actions of another that she's barely connected to? Yeah, okay, that was my question. Do you think there's any validity to her pain? Meaning in a very immature sense, which we know a lot of people when they go through trauma as a young person, they carry that with them, that immaturity Mm -hmm. uh, throughout the rest of their life. Do you feel like she blames herself? Because in essence, I suppose because of hitting her father over the head, he got angry. But there's that's the thing. Is that justified? Her hitting him did not cause him to lock her up is my understanding. Maybe I'm wrong. Her eating the food that was meant for the guests was the reason. I think, which again, she barely's connected to. Yeah, I think there is some validity to the fact that she feels responsible. Yeah, she's putting it all on herself, like which a kid, is, which with is a normal kid thing something. to do. Like, oh, my parents are getting divorced; it's all my fault. And who's her father? Some Saudi prince? Like, who does I don't that? Know. Cunt? I don't know. He sounds like a twat. Who has like, uh, like maids? Well, here, and here's the thing. Like, yeah, this what is, year are we this in? Is, Here's what I'm going to say. 1855? This is going to be very un-PC, what I'm about to say. Oh, shit. Here we go. I feel like this is the closest that some of these writers could get to when they lived a privileged, well-brought-up life in which they somehow got the maid fired. This is translating from that. This is the pain someone felt and thought was enough real-world experience to be a character trait. Hmm. This, because the things that have happened in previous shows, previous movies throughout the decades, and even Supernatural itself had real shit. Bobby killing his dad because of spousal abuse mm-hmm. is some real shit that was very common, probably up until maybe the last 20 years. And even then, it's more common than people want to admit. But somebody who feels like there was a death in the family through a surrogate of the help leaving... That screams of a privileged position and what you thought was a tragedy that your parents didn't like, were ashamed that you cared about them more. I, I Maybe I'm the dickhead here, yep. but that feels very much like that's the most teeth that they could come up with, which would be something that a white person who's privileged would say was the worst thing that happened to them. The maid got sent away. Uh, man, I'm, I'm probably the dick don't. there, but I'm just saying that doesn't that does I not just, punch. It's just more the same type of uh, real views on hegemony that's very popular with this younger demo. Where if you have money, you have power, you have privilege, you are the villain, right? And the housekeeper was this innocent? Yeah, it, it's just this. It's tired. And and listen, I I'm I'm all about classism and dissecting that. That's definitely a, to me that is the biggest problem in this world. Absolutely, not race, not sexuality. It is classism. Because class affects all those things. Yes, and it perpetuates prejudice. Yes. So class is a real real problem. So I have no problem with that being the the bedrock of this idea, but. It also is a very tired and used idea, especially in the way they used it, which is very superficial. So yeah. I, on that note, we need to wrap this discussion up and yeah. save the rest for part so two. So let's, let's get into our final thoughts. Ryan, what do you give this episode? I'm not going first. You're not going first? You keep first? making me go first. I've always made you go first. I know, it's bullshit. All right, Mike, you go first. This is a difficult 
episode. That's why for I me. wanted Mike to go first. Because the John Winchester stuff was really it's, good. It's good, right? The yeah. Mary Winchester. Uh-huh. I like to see her de- her dedication and her care for John already. I like seeing Millie's involvement. I had said that at the very beginning yeah, of our discussions. Good. I said Millie needs to be a part of the show a lot more than Ada and Latika because she actually offers some insight into John. Into his life. Exactly. And that's what we need when it well, comes to a show, show like this. About, right? yes, it's the Winchesters, it's right? The Winchesters, not fucking never mind. These yeah, not four randos. Assholes. Not randos. So yes, I, I like the Millie stuff. I like the Mary stuff. I like the John stuff. So on paper, that's what? Maybe 70, 60% of the episode. The Latika stuff had its moments. I do like the the aspect of letting people The visuals in. was cool. The the visuals were cool. Yeah. I also liked what it did for her character. Like the end. Yeah. 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 The yeah. point was the idea of where where they were trying to get to with, for Latika's character you know what they were trying to was do. solid. The yeah. idea that yeah. she is e- emotionally shut in and that she doesn't al- let people into her inner circle, yeah. that was good too. So I will probably give this episode, not probably, I will, I'll give it a 78%. Okay. Okay. You want to go next, Ryan? Yeah, go I'll, I'll go. I, 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 I agree with a lot, a lot of what Mike said. I, I think, honestly, the best part of this episode is John. I think seeing the defiant John sitting in the holding cell is John Winchester. And I really did enjoy that. I enjoy seeing Mary and John's kind of dedication to each other already, which is when we started this show is what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand what they were doing with the Latika thing. And, and I just think the story just didn't have enough validity or weight to it. I think if she was the cause for the maid dying, I think I would have gave up more. I would have cared more about there it. There needed to be more. She just wasn't that. enough responsibility for what happened for me. Or to be she like, needed eh. to have more. Act. She needed to be responsible for yeah. it to truly be her dark secret. Um, not her dad's a cunt. Have you ever had somebody in your life who just cries and you're not understanding why they're yeah. crying? Yeah. Yes. That's what that's this what, felt that's what like. That's what was, yeah. Because... In order for us to feel and to evoke to emotion, we have to have some type of empathy for that character or at yeah. least that scene. Just understanding the situation. they didn't really situation. create no. an empathic link between her and us. I'm telling you. And that's why when she started crying, I, I was, was like, like, why uh, are you crying? Well, like, yeah. again, like I said, you need it to be something that you can empathize with. Yeah. If Latika did something that killed her father, that then destroyed her family, like her mom then committed suicide. Yes. You would have been like, because I too, if I was in Latika's situation and like my dad beat up who I viewed it like, or like Bobby in season seven, you know, caused harm to someone who I felt like was a parental figure. So I was vengeful enough to take action, but it caused so much more death. Yeah. Then I could sit there and say, Holy fuck. Like I would have probably so, done the same thing and I can empathize with her guilt and shame. So what's your rating? Cause you took over my fucking, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> well, what is it? Go I'm ahead. Just, no, I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I just, I think for me, but a dick, I know I just, what a I dick. Had to, I had to go there. It was kind of funny. Um, I was talking about me. I, oh yeah. Well, yeah. You cut me off. You <laughs> son of a bitch. I was um, talking about Ryan. <laughs> I, I definitely, I, honestly, I'm going to say something pop positive about Carlos. I, I enjoyed the way he handled that scene. I think it was, he, he showed empathy. The tears seemed genuine. You I know actually, why? Because he's good as supporting. Yeah. Not as the focal. As the focal point. So I'm going to get, I'm going to go 
I did I the I did like the bracelet. I know you guys laugh at it, but I liked I liked that it was the way they could show Betty. No, I liked it too. So I I I just I know yes, it was a MacGuffin. The and introduction more, was kind of silly. The introduction yeah. was silly, but when they finally like mm-hmm. she had it on her wrist and you could see like the trail coming off. That was cool. You know, the, I thought that was cool. I, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's an easy way because think about that. I, I thought about this. I was like, if I tried to explain to someone that monsters were real. They would laugh at me unless I showed them proof. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a perfect way to show them proof. So I actually like that. But I agree with you, Mike. The Betty stuff was getting annoying. And it was just like, okay, so you're a jealous ex-girlfriend? Like, okay, I've seen this 8,000 times. Um, I mean, she's essentially stalking yeah, John. Yeah, exactly. Because Mary's hotter than her. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go close to this. I'm going to give this a 76. I, I, did, I did enjoy the John-Mary stuff. Latika, I understand what they were doing, but what are you giving it? Which seventy six? I enjoyed the episode. I mean, I I did. It, it, All right. I, so that's where I'm at. What about you, Thomas? Uh, yeah, I'm. I am kind of split because John is the best part, but I found, I found Latika's bit. We talked to death was lacking. Carlos was better as a supporting character, but I I couldn't get behind some of the more technical aspects of the episode, which we'll talk about on the second hour. But I think the monster was cool, so I'd say I'd give this a 75. It's very similar where last week's episode, or last week, but last show's episode falls in line for me. There's a lot of cool stuff that could have happened here, and a lot of things where I'm just kind of grown or, or feel like didn't push it far enough. But we'll get into that in our second hour discussion. If you want to hear that, head on over to patreon.com slash Digital, where you can get that and so much more for just the price of less than a cup of coffee a week. So thank you all for listening. We're down to two episodes left. We'll see when Dean comes up and if I owe these guys five bucks. (laughs) But we'll see you all next time. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.